2: miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
0: Hour. Good Thursday afternoon to you Golden Eagle fans listening across the state of Mississippi and around the world on the Super Talk Mississippi Network. It's the Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson live from the First Bank Studios in downtown Laurel. Michael Morgan's producing at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Bob out today but happy to have you along on a a pretty, pretty sunny Thursday in South Mississippi. Great show for you today. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation is going to break some news for us, exciting news out of multiple sports. Uh, he'll be on second segment. And then John Carter-Santer, working with the Minnesota Twins, will be on third segment. We'll be talking some analytics, and, of course, uh, John Carter works for the Twins and talk a little Matt Wallner. So should be an absolutely great show. Now we're going to have Coach John Stewart from Track & Field up in just a moment joining us today on the Eagle Hour. But reminder, as always, the first segment of the show brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue. Our great friend Justin and his team at Dickey's Barbecue cook some of the best meat in the state of Mississippi. It's all there fresh every day. Summer's coming up. Regional's coming up. Conference USA Tournament. If you're not going to Rustin, have a watch party and uh, get Dickey's to cater at your next event. The hometown team located just beside Turtle Creek Mall in Hattiesburg. Dickey's Barbecue cooked here, loved everywhere. We are uh, happy to have on the show with us today in the first segment, track and field, cross-country head coach, John Stewart, finishing, I believe, Coach, your seventh year of uh, taking the helm of, of track and field. And just kind of want to recap the outdoor season. You guys had a, a good performance. And a talk about some individuals. And, and Coach, just kind of recap for us Murfreesboro and, and your thoughts of the 2020-2021 uh, track season.
2: Well, hey, thanks a lot. You know, seven years—it's blown by. It feels like year one right now. But uh, you know, we we have improved a little bit since year one, and and we we did have a you know for such a tough year with all the restrictions and all the the just the limitations we have with code. We have a we had a really we had a darn good year. Um, Murfreesboro was okay for us. Uh, we got you got a winner with uh, uh, Octavia Cato winning the hundred meters. That's always great to have a winner. We got a lot of kids that qualified for the region championships, and and uh, you know hopefully we'll have a few that will go on to the national championships here pretty soon. So, uh, but you know we've got we got thirteen kids made it to the region championships. So wow. that, that gives us a good shot to make it to uh, to Eugene, Oregon for nationals, and and hopefully we're. Uh, you know, we'll be ready to go and, and maybe we'll bring back uh, you know, a top twenty five finish. We'll see.
0: I wanted to ask you specifically about Octavia Cato. She's uh she's kinda had a, a journey through college, was at New Mexico junior college and then Butler and right. then at Minnesota and, and then came to Southern Miss and I mean it's pretty impressive, Coach. The fastest woman in conference USA is a golden eagle.
2: I tell you what, you know, she she's been all over the place, it seems like. Um and, uh, you, you know, she's battled some injuries and, and, and just, you know, she just had to adjust to being a new place. She keeps telling me how hot it is all the time here, you know, after after uh, she's from St. Louis, but she lived in Minnesota and uh, went to Minnesota for a year before she came here. And, uh, you know, she had just kind of, you know, we knew the talent was there. We knew that she had the ability to run really fast. We thought, man, we got to steal getting this girl through the portal and, and it just wasn't materializing through the year, and she she kind of battling some injuries, and I was just thinking, oh my gosh, what what's going on? But then we took her to a meet, and and she ran okay, and she was real disappointed, but we got her in the finals at the conference meet, and then next thing you know, just gun goes off, and just eleven fifty one, like where did that come from? <laughs> you know, so
3: <laughs> you know
2: sometimes uh, you know, you know sometimes you just bring. Uh, the most talent to the meet, and if you can bring somebody that's really talented, it's going to come through. When the lights go on, the, the talent will come through for you, and that's exactly what happened with Octavia.
0: High jump uh, always, uh, no matter the year, really, at Southern Miss, since you've been uh, leading the program, always have great high jumpers. She seems to talk about the guys every time you come on, but you know a, a good showing uh, for those two guys. Corville Todd finished the second, Eric Richards third. But, Coach, on the women's side, uh, Zaria Jones finished second in the high jump also.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, she just she's another one of those uh got a fifth year because of COVID and you know, it's tough for those kids to come back and jump well because they they have to sit around for such a long time and they're, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do with their major or they're going they're getting their master's degree and something and but next thing you know, uh it, she just she just keeps working and and she just jumped well at the right time and that's all it takes. They just have to be on when they go to the uh, big championships. You know they could be great all year, but if you don't get it done at the championships, then it's, it's kind of off or not. So, but she really came through for us. So we had a good showing. The two guys are two superstars: Corvell Todd and and uh, Eric Richards. They, you know, those guys have been jumping well all year, but uh, you know just a little home field advantage for a Middle Tennessee guy that snuck in there and beat them. But uh, that's okay. They're going to be ready for them when we go to region meet and we go to the national championships.
0: Another name we always see pop up at the, the results of this meet, Cassidy Tushier. Bob's favorite event, by the way, the steeplechase. Uh, she, <laughs> she finishes fifth. Uh, Trey Johnson uh, at fourth in the 400 meters, uh, but your four-by-100-meter guys, they they took third with Miller Burton. Uh, I can't say Cardette's last name. You'll have to pronounce Bien, it The Invenu. The
2: the Invenu and Lance Williams, yeah, we, you know, we we did really well. The sprints ran well. Um, we scored a lot of points, and it's all about you know uh, being in the top top eight. But if you, uh, if you top three, score the most points, they score the big points, and we had a lot of kids up up near the top. And uh, both relays ran well. The women ran real well, so they're going to the region championships in Jacksonville. Um, you know, Cassie Tusher She's she's uh she had a phenomenal indoor season and and outdoors she's she, she's dealt with some health problems but but you know she was leading the the steeple and and just kind of started to have a little asthma attack in the middle of the and uh you know with about two laps left and fell from first to fifth but girls just got a lot of heart and just kept struggling through it and jumping over the barriers and and uh, and and made it home and we we had the inhaler waiting for her right at the end of the, at the uh, wow. at the finish line but. You know those things happen. I mean, that's track and field. So uh, you know, we we just we'll just keep working with her, and and uh, she'll be better in the future. Just you know, there's always just little little things come up during the year, just all the time. But that's track.
0: So, Coach, walk our uh, walk our listeners through what's next. You said thirteen Golden Eagles uh, have uh, have qualified for the NCAA regional, and I believe that's in Jacksonville. Kind of walk through the next ten days or so, what your Eagles are going to be doing, prepping for that.
2: Well, you know, we're we're at practice, and we're not we're not doing a lot. The hay is in the barn, so to speak. So, you know, we're just making sure that everybody's healthy, uh, feeling good, uh, you know, staying sharp, uh, just so when we go to Jacksonville, we'll be, we'll be ready to compete. But we, are you know, it's it's a t- quick turnaround. We have this week to train a little bit, and then we leave Monday, and we'll be gone all the way till Sunday. It's a it's a long trip for the kids, uh, but it's the first round of the NCA Championships. And they take the top 48 from the Mississippi River over from, like, Maine down to Miami. Uh It's all these 200 schools will be there. And and if you finish top 12, then you get to go on to the national championship. So they take the 12 best from the east and the 12 best from the west in each event area. And they get to go to nationals. So, you know, we'll be competing. The men will start off on Wednesday. They compete Wednesday and Friday. And the women compete uh thursday and saturday so it's uh you know they're just trying to keep as many people out of the stadium that you know they still have the covid uh protocol in place and and once that's over with we you know uh we find out who's who's going to make it and we buy tickets and we go to eugene oregon so uh it's a quick turnaround from once you qualify i'm on the phone you know with the travel agent getting ready for the next trip
0: Coach, uh, about a minute left, and so much success you and your teams have had, but we we talked about this yesterday. What a spring for all of Southern Miss for the student-athletes, a school record 3.1 GPA. Your uh, your cross country team earned the campus crown with a 3.76 overall cumulative GPA. I know you're proud about that, but what an academic semester in the middle of this crazy COVID stuff for our for our athletes, not only to be excelling, uh, you know, on the fields, but in the classroom as well. I know that makes you proud as a head coach. Yeah,
2: man, I am so proud of these kids. The men actually finished with a 3.0. That's our best GPA we've ever had since I've been here, and you know, and the women's track team was 3.2 and. Yeah, cross country three seven. You know, I just tell them don't. That's one of those things where I, I just say don't be like don't be like Coach Stewart. You know, make good grades. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't lead by example on that one right there. But but uh, you know, we I have some in you know some incredibly talented kids that are just really really good students. So you know, they're gonna be they're gonna be doctors and lawyers and and businessmen and women and uh, they're they're gonna go a long way in life. I promise you that
0: two of your eagles as we wrap up coach uh, dylan evans sarah parnell named a conference usa all academic team today 4.0s for both of those track and field eagles great job coach on the uh, on, a, on a great season working with it an indoor championship for the women thanks for spending some time with us today thanks guys thank you so much john stewart track and field head coach at the university of Southern Mississippi. Outstanding. Among his peers nationally, Golden Eagles send in 13 track and field men and women to the regionals in Jacksonville in about 10 days. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us next. Stick with us on the Eagle Hour.
2: southern miss to the top to the top you're tuned in to the
0: eagle hour eagle hour continues on a thursday luke johnson michael mergens from the first bank studios in hattiesburg and laurel appreciate john stewart spending some time with us on uh, on that first segment just you need to You need to remember these track and field days, ladies and gentlemen. He is good, and we are churning them out. The fastest woman in Conference uh, USA, Octavia Cato, uh, the champion in the 100-meters, uh, sending jumpers and, and all kinds of people uh, to the regionals coming up in Jacksonville on May 27th. Appreciate Coach Stewart's time on this Tuesday. Second segment brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, right across the street from the University of Southern Mississippi, the administration building. You turn around and you look across Hardy Street, the big yellow building, Campus Bookmark. They do sell books, but they sell all the swag you need to cheer on your Golden Eagles. Now, would be a good time to go grab a, uh, a baseball jersey uh, to, to flex during the Conference USA Tournament as well as the NCAA Regionals. Campusbookmark.net and uh, where you can shop 24 7. Heath Hinton from Big Gold Nation joins us as he does every week, making an appearance on this Thursday. And Heath, uh, some, some big news you're bringing to the Eagle Hour today. Impacting multiple store uh sports. Let's talk about basketball first. This is really, really, really exciting uh for, for Golden Eagle basketball.
3: Yeah, both uh Denon J. Harris and Tyler Stevenson be returning to the uh Golden Eagle basketball team. You know, uh they went in the transfer portal, but uh looks like they'll be staying at home, which uh you look at the signing class that Coach Ladner has so far, much better uh much better talent level at Southern Miss at basketball and positions of need that are field. So uh exciting things are happening.
0: So Stevenson's back. That was one of those huge ones that we wanted. Without a doubt, probably the best player on southern miss team this last year and he's kind of recap. you know some people wanted to criticize him he did he was not recruited he was a uh he would believe he was a walk-on this coaching staff poured into him has made him the player that he is and I guess, uh, you know, it was, uh, Coach Ladderman told us on air one time that, you know, he never went through recruiting process, so just kind of seeing what was out there. And to your point, some of these kids that enter the portal, you know, maybe the world doesn't beat down their door, or maybe the opportunities that come available, they realize that they got it a lot better in Hattiesburg.
3: Yeah, I mean, you think about these kids, man. Uh, look, say what you will, kids are taking advantage of rules that the NCAA has put in place. So if you want to blame anybody, you blame the NCAA for, you know, these crazy transfer rules that they're allowing. But uh, when a kid's not recruited out of high school, he kind of just wants to see what that would be like, maybe get a feeling of that. But I just think he's decided that he was better off at Southern Miss and then Darje Harris, a good buddy of his, their best friend. So I think it had a lot to do with just that that he never – you know, experienced that recruiting time, and he's a good player. He's a big-time player. And now that he's back, I think he went out there and found out, you know what, I'm just better off at Southern Miss. I know he had some schools looking at him, but I think he just figured out, you know, I'm better off here. Uh, stay with Coach Ladner. Look at the pieces that he's gotten in. Uh, and, look, this is a, something that's going to happen every year. Coaches are going to have to recruit their players because of a transfer. As bad as it is, not only are you going to have to go out and recruit new players, you're going to have to keep your stars and current ones because there's always going to be a a bigger school of power five that's going to want to jump down and take kids. They'd much rather take a junior from a power, from a group of five than they would a Juco. And these rules, they just allow that. So that's something they're going to have to do from now on.
0: Stevenson averaged 14.1 points last game, 7.1 rebounds. He led the Eagles in both categories. Denajay Harris also coming back, uh, six, seven. He started eight games. So, uh, we lose four. We get two back. You know, Justin Johnson, Angel Smith look like they're, they're moving on. Johnson contributed heavily last year. Smith really didn't. All right. What does this mean for Southern Miss now with Isaiah Moore and Waylon Knapper coming in? You, you gotta feel a whole lot better about the roster now, Heath.
3: Sure, sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people were really upset. Look at all the players leaving. And when you look at it, really, who'd you lose? Uh, Justin Johnson. But you get a Napper. You get a Moore coming in. You still got one scholarship available that they're looking to fill another need. So, I don't think in the grand scheme of things, when everybody thought, what was going on with basketball? There's something crazy happening. Now that we've let everything played out, seems like Southern Miss basketball be in better shape. So maybe those early worries by a lot of people may not have had really any – they didn't have to have any worry in the first place. So I think it's just part of the process. This is going to happen every year from now on. Schools like Southern Miss are going to have to go through this, but I do think with one scholarship available that they could find another shooter, maybe another big uh, forward that could shoot. So we'll see what happens, but – you look at what he's got in ball handlers, shooters. This is a much on paper, this is a much, much, much better Southern Miss team.
0: Yeah, you would think Moore would probably be uh, you know, in the starting lineup. You can't it depends on what happens, but but if that were the case, Stevenson at six eight, Pinkney at six eight, Moore at six ten. 60% Mormon. of your guys are 68 or taller that helps. Yeah, Mormons at 68 too. But I'm just saying uh you know you put Hardy in there and 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 probably Napper and and both of those guys are 63 and below. But I'm saying you've got a, a three at 68 and your four and your big are 68 and and 610. I mean that just that looks so much better and don't on Don't forget
3: about your two, you know, don't forget about your uh two foreigners on the team that are, you know, 67, 68. So uh you
0: know, they, there's plenty of size there now. Yep. So, a credit to uh, to Jay Ladner. It's exciting to have Denajay Harris and Tyler Stevenson back. Heath, let's switch uh, to to football. Uh, Golden Eagles, of course, bitter over the whole Jacquez Turner situation. I said I really wouldn't mention him anymore. I'm mentioning him for the sake of of this conversation. But big news yesterday: Southern Miss getting a pretty pretty good graduate transfer, a guy from this area coming back to Southern Miss.
3: Yeah, Bay Springs by way of Jones uh, College, by way of Virginia Tech, now at Southern Miss. Um, you got to look at Crawford is a is a big time player. Deshaun Crawford is a uh, is a guy that is an inside guy. He can take uh, Jokic's spot. A, a fast guy may not be quite as big as Jokic, but faster. Uh, a guy who when he was fully healthy uh, in 2019, you know, 27 total tackles, three-and-a-half sacks, a forced, uh, got an interception and a forced and recovered fumble. So the guy's active on the inside, an immediate plug-and-play guy, and you got to think that uh, Coach Hall and staff were really happy about this.
0: Yeah, I I watched uh, Deshaun play at at Jones College, and so on the – uh, I think he had 15 tackles for loss uh, back in in 2018. Signs with uh, Virginia Tech, starts 11 games for uh, the the Hokies in 2019. That year, they went eight and five. Uh, so he, he started 11 times, um, lots of stats. You can go look him up. If you go on the Virginia Tech website, you got to go back and look at the uh, the 2020 roster. Doesn't pull it up officially now. But he battled injuries kind of last year. He was slated to start again. But, you know, an ACC guy coming in. If you compare him and Turner, I mean, the last thing we had on Turner, Turner was 6'1", 289. Deshaun Crawford is 6'2", 290. So, I mean, they're basically the same guy. And, again, here we go, Heath Hinton. Mississippi talent, Bay Springs High School. Even though you know he's a graduate guy, there's reason in South Mississippi. Will Hall getting people in who have Mississippi flavor, and of course that helps people come to the to the games also.
3: Not only that, but here's a guy that can help you with recruiting in a in a Jasper County area that's got a lot of football talent in it. So you know it, it's just another thing Will Hall's done to help with uh, local players. Even recruiting uh, going forward, there's some guys at Bay Springs that Southern Miss is looking at. So uh, a win-win for everybody involved. And, you know, you got to be excited if you're a Southern Miss fan.
0: So Deshaun Crawford, a defensive lineman for Virginia Tech, uh, coming home. Born in Laurel, raised in Bay Springs, played at Jones College, and now will be at Southern Miss. Heath, uh, about a minute left uh, this weekend. No opponent for the Golden Eagle baseball team. They will be inter and Man, the hottest ticket in town tomorrow night would be Stanley versus Powell in that inter-squad, and then uh, Boyd will throw against Etheridge. What what do they need to get out of intersquads squads this week to get ready for the conference tournament?
3: I think just make sure you keep everything sharp. You know, they've gotten some time to – recharge your batteries and rest a little bit, I don't think that was a terrible thing. I think them getting some work this weekend that would you know you laugh, people laugh, but Stanley and Powell going against each other would be a fun ticket to go watch, even if it is in her squad. uh you know, just go in there, get you get your work done, get the bullpen some work. I mean think about it, uh yeah, they had a tough time in that fourth game against f a u but they hadn't been needed very much, have they so uh. Nope. It's one of those things to where you need to get them some work this weekend, get them some bullpen sessions, get them uh, back on track. But, hey, you just want to keep everything as sharp as you possibly can. Uh, hope some guys stay high at the plate. I mean, uh, Reed Trimble, man, he's tearing the ball up right now. You want to keep him yep. uh, sharp at the plate. So it's just a time to sharpen your knife a little bit before tournament starts. All
0: right, real quick, where can people go to sign up for Big Gold Nation?
3: Go to com. You can always Google Big Gold Nation. Uh, sign up for a year or a month. If it's a year, you kind of get a little discount every month, but you can sign up for a month. A lot of fun stuff happening. We talk about uh, recruiting. Got some basketball stuff coming out pretty soon. Uh, football. Always fun baseball tournament time. We're going to have somebody at the tournament. All right, Heath, so hate to cut you off,
0: bro. Up against a tough break. Thanks. Uh, thanks for being on. Eagle Hour continues right after this.
1: Southern Miss to the
2: top.
0: Eagle Eagle. Eagle Hour continues on a Thursday. Appreciate Heath Hinton joining us in that second segment. Exciting news. Tyler Stevenson back for Southern Miss basketball. Denyjay Harris returns also. And South Mississippi gets one of their own back from the ACC. Deshaun Crawford transferring to finish out his playing career at Southern Miss. Coming to the Golden Eagles from Virginia Tech. The defensive lineman from Bay Springs High School. And uh, so important, kind of fills the void for, uh, for Turner going to Louisville. Hey, third segment brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grills, the place to watch the Conference USA Baseball Tournament next week. Of course, Golden Eagles take on Western Kentucky next Wednesday night, 730, and they will be showing the Conference USA Baseball Tournament and, of course, the Golden Eagles. If you don't have anywhere to eat lunch tomorrow, go ahead and make plans. Catfish Friday, Bob Getty Endorsed. Best fish in town, slaw, fries, hush puppies, it's all there. And they got a brand new shrimp and catfish platter. So uh, go see our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Kelly Santer, not on the show today. We have a better guest for you. His last name's Santer, but his first name isn't Kelly, thankfully. His name's John Carter. John Carter Santer, he works for a company, maybe you've heard of him, the Minnesota Twins, as a player development associate. Going to talk some baseball. John Carter, what's up? luke how are we doing my friend just want to let you know uh it's great to hear another voice uh in the third segment uh that's not kelly sander so we we thank you today even if he were here we would say the same thing thank you for not letting kelly sander be on the show today we appreciate it
1: you'd be uh you'd be amazed at how many times i hear that one um and i gotta say too it's crazy (laughs) living on my own here in fort myers um I'm, I'm amazed at how the, the Blue Bell ice cream does not disappear magically uh, in the middle of the night like it, uh, <laughs> it did when I used to live with my dad. So, um,
0: You wondered well where, the- you, you thought it was somebody in the middle of the night, somebody taking it out of there. You know exactly, exactly who it was. All right, bro, so uh, you're in Fort Myers where spring training went on about a month and a half into the major league uh, season. What's it like right now working for a major league club? <sighs> you know,
1: it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's, being around baseball every day you got no complaints um but it is it is a lot of hard work um and and i think right now with with all the covid protocols still going on and and kind of the restrictions there um you know it's definitely your social life takes a hit for sure um just just kind of those things but i mean just being at it every day it's definitely a grind um but it's just kind of something that um you kind of you know you adapt more to as, as the year goes on and and just being out here with these guys every day and, and just learning as much as possible is, is just it's been a lot of fun so far.
0: One of those guys uh, in the minor leagues for the Minnesota Twins, Matt Wallner, he's with the Cedar Rapids Colonels, off to a hot start, already three home runs. I know the Twins are excited about him. Pretty cool that uh, you get to work uh, for an organization where there's a big Southern Miss guy, up-and-coming prospect, Matt Wallner.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Matt. Um, he's, he's really hit the ground running this year, um, you know, coming – Back to minor league spring training, he really—I um, mean, he, it seemed like every single, single uh, scrimmage we had, he was hitting the ball uh, out of the yard. So, um, you know, the power is definitely going to play. Um, and, and like you said, he, he's off to a good start so far in Cedar Rapids, um, playing right field and hitting third every day. So I know I know we have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, expectations for him, and he's already—you uh, know—based off what publication you look at, he's already. Uh, a top 15 prospect for the organization. So, um, you know, he's hit the ground running, um, played at the D on you know, right field every day, like I said. And, and um, you know, we look just, just with him, just getting at bats and, and, and a lot of these guys just trying to get them back in that groove after uh, missing last year and just trying to get them as, uh, as many at bats as possible.
0: All right, I want to talk to you today, and that's exciting news about Warner. Um, but wanted to, to branch off, and because you're the you're the analytics guy, you look at the numbers and you see this. Been having a conversation uh, on and off for the last uh, few weeks. Your, your dad's contributed to this. You know, the, uh, an amazing thing happened this week to the same team, uh, Spencer Turnbull, who played at Madison Central. Uh, no hints uh, the the Rangers was it Tuesday night. Monday night, and then turns around. Kluber, no hits. The same team for the New York Yankees the next day. Sixth no hitter this year, and a lot of people, including Clayton Kershaw, are just saying this isn't good for the game. I I guess your response to that, and then let's talk a little about how did we get here. Yeah, you know, I think
1: it's it's kind of there's a lot of um, hands at the cookie jar on this one. If I if I uh, you know say so, Uh, there's. You know, you have the, the traditionalists that want the rules as, as, a, as, as they've always been. And, you know, I think part of it is pitchers are just really good. You know, they're getting – there's so much technology and data um, that I think t- going towards the development of pitching that – not saying that that's not there for the hitters, but I think it's, it's definitely lagging behind as far as the development goes for hitters. Just there's, there's so much data, science, technology – four pitcher development, that I think that pitchers have the the advantage in that, um, and then not to mention, I mean, like I said, guys are just really good. You know, I know it's kind of a uh, something that's that's kind of a, a basic statement, but it, it's, I just think it's factual. You know, every year the average fastball velocity is is increasing, and guys are just throwing harder. And when uh, the average pitch is coming in there faster than it you know does in previous years, hitters have less time to react and, you know, advantage pitchers. I don't I don't think it's bad for the game. I, I think that it's just going to keep – I think it's going to keep kind of, you know, with all the experimentation of all the rules, I think it's going to kind of keep those up in the air every year on, you know, because I think, you know, one of the rules this year that was brought into play this year I think definitely plays a major factor in that, and that's the dead baseballs. I think, you know, the baseballs that I think – they are supposed to limit, you know, home runs and, and all that. And when you're looking at no hitters, maybe some of those pop-ups that go to the warning track, um, maybe with those, the old baseballs, you know, those go over the fence for home runs. Therefore the no hitter is gone, but there's just a lot of, I know there's a lot of experimentation going on with rules. Um, and, and I don't think pitchers should be, you know, punished for, you know, for just kind of their, their like I said, for the development process that, um, they're going through and and i know that um you know there, there's there's advantages that pitchers have and advantages that hitters have and it's just kind of um a, a tug of war of 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 that right now but I, I think definitely right now the pitchers just have a really big advantage
0: need to make one correction actually uh, turnbull no hit the the mariners on On May eighteenth but the Kluber did no hit the Rangers, and that was actually the second time this year the Rangers have been no hit. Musgrove did it back on April 9th. all right uh, to what point we we kind of saw I was always taught to swing you know at the ball, not drop the shoulder that's totally been thrown out. People uh, hit for power now. you see the back shoulder dropping. you see the hitting approach changing. We saw that change in you know several years ago to what aspect has the hitting approach? Help pitchers now, John Carter, and, and to, to your point, I don't think we should be moving the mound back. I think we should keep it at sixty six. And I I think pitchers shouldn't be punished to quote you, because hitters chose to take a different approach to walk, strike out, or hit bombs.
1: Absolutely. I, I think that's kind of an under um I think that's kind of an undervalued point to that is 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 the hitters I think are just as responsible as the pitchers. You know, you look at all these guys that are signing the $300, $400 million deals, and, you know, it's home runs. Home runs sell, um, and, and that's what teams, you know, you don't see a guy that hits three fifteen with 20 stolen bases, but five home runs get, you know, those $200, $300 million deals. You just don't see those guys get that. So as a hitter, you know, if, if home runs sell, well then, and that's what's going to get me paid more, you know, as, as a, if I'm a hitter, then I'm going to try and hit more home runs. And like you said, it's dropping the back shoulder, trying to increase that launch angle. And usually with home runs, with home run hitters, come an increase in strikeouts. And that's what we've seen full fold. And you add that with pitchers just getting better and better, and, um, you know, pitchers' miss percentages on their pitches is increasing drastically. That plays a huge part in it. You know, um, Major League strikeout rate this year has gone up to almost 25%. I mean, so one in every four hitters that steps up to the plate is striking out. And, um, you know, pitchers' uh, miss percentage is increasing drastically. It's almost at 28%. So, um, you know, for the listeners out there, miss percentage is just the percentage of pitches thrown by a pitcher that hitters are swinging and missing at. So almost almost essentially one in every three pitches that a hitter hitter swings at that are missing entirely. So it's just, again, it goes to hitters' approach. It goes to uh, pitchers just getting so much better with their development and the technology and the science behind it and then i also think um you know with with the reasons um that i that i just stated as far as um how pitchers just are, are having the advantage and 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 with all the the data too you you have a finer tuned plan of how to attack hitters it's not just hey we're going to guess and throw a fastball here and see what happens there is a a very um, kind of fine line plan that, that teams draw up for how they're going to attack each hitter. And that's just, again, from the numbers and the data, they can see, you know, where a guy doesn't like to swing. And so if, they, if he doesn't like to swing, well, then we're going to throw it there, you know, and then they can see what percentage that that hitter swings in that certain uh, part of the zone, well, what percentage of those is he making contact with. So it's really fine tuned yeah. and they can really, really kind of um, really attack hitters through numbers now.
0: John Carter, that's some great stuff, man. We appreciate you coming on today. And, uh, hey, go buy you some bluebell. Nobody's going to get it out of the fridge tonight. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it on our end. Thanks for coming on the Eagle Hour today.
1: Thanks for having me, Luke. Yeah, we'll try and keep my dad uh, We'll try and keep that away from my dad for sure. So,
0: <laughs> John Carter Santer, player development associate of the Minnesota Twins of Major League Baseball. He's a good dude, even though he's related to Kelly Santer. Eagle Hour will finish up after this.
2: tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour.
0: Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Thursday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in Hattiesburg, Mississippi on Hardy Street. The old Gaddy Town building, DBAT on the left, D1 on the right. D1, uh, you guys are familiar, and I won't bring up the time again. You know the time, but laser time your 40s. They can even probably do 60s cuz the indoor turf is 70 yards. So coaches out there want to get some official times for your kids. They got the lasers there at D1 training and then over in DBat talked to a coach recently and some of his guys are uh, going to get some off-season work down at at DBat and uh, great facility, eight cages. For you, when we were in there, uh, dads and and moms bringing in their kids, and of course, every single one of those cages can throw softball or baseball. You can even adjust it. So, you if you want to work on high fastballs, you can adjust the. uh, You can tell the computer to do that. If you want to work on low curveballs, you can do that. Good friends, Catherine Maloney and Ryan Kavanaugh at D Bat and D One Training in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson in the First Bank Studios in downtown. Laurel Michael Morgans producing at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Exciting day at Jones College today. Newton Miller, former Southern Miss basketball player Newton Mealer, named the 17th head coach in the history of Jones College. I was at the press conference earlier and uh, coach Miller um he's a guy who's been on the Eagle hour um before the last 12 seasons he has been the head basketball coach at Center Hill excuse me Center Hill High School outside Olive Branch in North Mississippi. They are the reigning 5A state champs. Won a state championship in in 2020, seven district championships, four elite eight appearances, three state tournaments, and two final fours. Of course, you remember that name, Newton Mailer. We've had him on the Eagle Hour before, but he uh, he played with Clarence Weatherspoon. He uh, he played uh, with uh, under M.K. Turk for Southern Miss from 1989 to 1993. He was on those NCAA tournament teams, and uh, and Newton Miller today uh, just really spelling out. I I asked him specifically at the press conference, uh, you know, how M.K. Turk had influenced him, and and one of the things that he said about Coach Turk, the, the type of style they play, up tempo at his, at his high school at Center Hill, they press the whole game. he calls it a dribble drive offense that he picked up from John, John Calipari. Lots of threes, lots of getting to the bucket. And it's an offense that he said that kids like, and it's an offense that fans will like. So pretty awesome. Newton Miller coming back uh, originally from memphis tennessee but recruited and, and played at southern miss under mk turk he'll now just be about 20 minutes uh, from southern miss as he takes over in in ellisville shared today how jay ladner had an influence on his life and uh, that's going to be a win-win uh, for both jones college and, and southern miss when you got a head coach uh, of the of, of our team as well as a uh, local junior college and of course we know what Missy Bilderback has done with women's basketball at, at Jones College And uh, Newton Miller today uh, will become the uh, the new head coach. Name the new head coach at Jones College. So exciting to have a Southern Miss guy near Hattiesburg, and uh, we'll work to get Coach Miller on uh, sometime in the very near future and talk to him about how cool it is. And uh, he just said that you know it's something he had dreamed for a long time coming for him. So Newton Miller, the new basketball head coach at Jones. College. Going back to what John Carter said, and and uh, John Carter Center on us on the uh, on the in the third segment, Kelly Sanders' son uh, working for the Minnesota Twins and understanding the analytics, and I just found it really interesting. You know, we're we're looking, and if you've been in the roost or in the stadium and seeing the radar gun run, especially this year, you know, guys from the Eagles pitching staff, low 90s, mid 90s, even Tyler Stewart's got up to to 98 or so, uh, you know, coming out of the bullpen. Ryan Ock from the left side pumping 95. We've seen Hunter Stanley hit that, and you know, when you think about the the hitting approach, and John Carter and I talked about this, but the hitting approach where everything's for power now. Just, just some interesting statistics. Uh, there, there's an article on ESPN.com, Tim Kirchin wrote it, and uh, it, it's called How the K Became the Most Destructive Letter in Major League Baseball. Now think about in, in a game where you watch how many times guys strike out. Somebody may go 0-4 and, and strike out three times. Tony Gwynn only struck out three times in one game in his career. Only one game. Only one three strikeout game in his career. Joe DiMaggio, Stan Musil, Bill Buckner, Mike. Shosha never struck out three times in a game. And you saying, Luke, the game's evolved. I get that, but but when you think about Gwen, you know, career 300 hitter, that was not his approach. Power wasn't his approach, it was line drive, singles, and doubles. And, uh, you can hit fly balls. Not all of them will leave the park, but if you hit line drives, they're going to fall more often than not. And so, you know, just kind of encapsulate what we were talking about. I think it is that, that hitting has found itself, has sacrificed, uh, batting average and increased K's, uh, for power. And, uh, you know, just, just something to, to, to think about. Michael Marcus doing a great job. Commend you, brother. As we go off the air, you got some new music you cooked up for Bob Getty and I. Well, he requested some Steely Dan yesterday, and then I just went crazy with that. So, in the coming weeks, you're going to hear a lot of new music. I had a little too much fun. Went back to my DJ days. But we still got fly like an eagle. Of to, course, to, have to wrap to. this thing up, yeah. always. Well, appreciate you being on with us today. We'll do it again uh, tomorrow. We'll have fun. No baseball this weekend, but there's a lot to talk about. Have a great Thursday. We'll catch you back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I
3: want to fly like an eagle to the sea.